are the Boss and Show, and as promised, we're joined by our new coach of Chattanooga Mocks, uh, my Paris here, Mocks, Coach Paris. How things look for you, man? Hey, hey, everything's been good. Everything's been good. Just trying to make my way in, in, in uh, Chattanooga. Oh, I hear that, Coach. Coach, what does it mean to you to get your own head coach here with Mocks now? It's a program under Coach Wade and, and Coach Ball. Now you take over. You know, it's already established a culture there of winning, and what you found doing to keep it going, man. Uh, nah, it means a lot. You know, you, you work hard. Uh, well, my focus is being a head coach is our overall ultimate goal. Some don't have that as a goal, but for me, I did. And so to be able to do it with a program that has some tradition of winning and uh, good name recognition and all that, it, uh, it's an uh, unbelievable opportunity for me. And uh, just looking forward to rolling my sleeves up and finding some more good kids that want to be mocked and, and continuing with what's been done here and, and putting our own stamp on it. Coach, I know you interviewed for the job Priestley was open, and now you, you, you had a head in so let's feel like finally saying, hey, I'm the man here with the moccasins, you know, you hold up for people, and now you are the guy now. And see, Chattanooga has to be excited to have a guy from Wisconsin, an old guard, Coach Ryan, you've learned some of the best guys in the business. So have those guys as, as your backbone. How's it make you know you got to reach like those guys up in Mass and help you out in the other, man? Well, that's great. I mean, that, that program, and very fortunate, everywhere I've been, we've had a lot of success. I always say we have success in spite of me, but, um, you know, in all seriousness, we've had a lot of that, so. Uh, it's great to have a guy like Ryan. I've been here uh, a lot. I've been here, and just to have him as a resource. And uh, Greg is one of my best friends in the business. And uh, so to have those guys, just to have stuff, you know, a great foundation and uh, stuff that he's done there, and the stuff I'm doing here, and I'm, I'm going to implement a lot of that stuff. It's kind of true. So uh, it's just about finding the right guys to plug into some positions and certain roles, and and getting guys that are hard and listen, and good listeners, and good what you know, guys with high skill level. And, Coach, let's look at your roster. Actually, they had six team roster. So, you saw a lot of in the roster. Kind of good for a new coach. You can kind of bring guys in, build you from the jump because you don't have so, so many people coming back on that team as well. So, the opportunity of saying that you can have a roster where you can kind of build your brand now. And, girl, because you guys feel this way that we got new knowing and dead with the roster. And I said, that's one. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it's a double-edged sword because what it means is that you don't have experience. That there's not as much experience with the team as there are seniors returning. So, uh but at the same time, like you said, there's a lot of opportunity for guys to compete for it. Opportunity for for other coaches to uh, pieces in place and get get uh, you guys. I mean, it's all I got now. The fact they recruited by someone else doesn't isn't, isn't a big deal to me. You know, I, I build great relationships with so far. I'm excited about coaching it, and so. But uh, it is nice to be able to get some guys that you know, piece of moving forward in, into the future um, that you get a chance to pick. Now, Coach, you've been getting on the court with the guys a little bit, kind of put some stuff in, see how the guys play together, kind of, kind of just kind of work them out, see what you have on the roster already. Yeah, we, we, we've been out there. We did three workouts. I mean, from the time you hit down, you hit the gun running. So you got recruits that are already signed. You got to spend some time re-recruiting those guys. You got to hire staff. You got a million things you got to do. Uh, but I'm going to go without being on the court, at least some with the guys. I mean, the whole time I've been here six weeks now, uh, which feels like six years, but I've you know, done much basketball stuff at all. But we did get on the court for three workouts and just what you can you know you can identify some needs and uh you recruiting as far as targeting what you want to do so we, we, we got on the court it was felt great to be out there with the guys and coach home and, and in a capacity and they all were well ready to go and speaking of recruiting aspect coach since you co- coach at a high major team at wisconsin so far they experienced coaching in a high major institution recruiting high major guys who may want to opportunity to play also got grad transfer guys some for a young who felt something so you like you have a lot of options with your background being in high major and the mid-major level knowing how each side of the game works i think so i think it opens the door just as far as the people that i know and are going to give me some names of kids that may or may not be, you know, a good fit for them at that time or may or may not be looking for a different opportunity for themselves. So some of that has already started to happen. 
Um, so I think it's an advantage having had those experience at that level, but also having been at this level uh, and, and being able to identify the guys that are more realistic. You know, I don't want to. I want to get the best players possible. But at the same time, I don't want to spend my wheels recruiting. Uh, you know, the top five guys in America that are McDonald's All American, um, unless of course they want to be mocked. Yeah, if they want to be mocked. You, 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 you can you can come yeah, coach. Coach, you got a little location, Chattanooga, coach. You can be in Atlanta in about an hour and a half, Nashville, Memphis, not too far away, Birmingham, Charlotte, Columbus, South Carolina. You got a lot of different ways you can go. Cincinnati, up up I seventy five, Louisville. So you got a little. I love how you and your staff can drive to see guys without having to go in the recruiting budget too much with the flights. And you you got a lot of good talent right around your area, kind of because you got a little location in the middle there. So you got a little love a little bit about the situation in Chattanooga as well. The way you just recruit and get real quick. Guys all over the place. Absolutely, I think that's a big key. I mean, you typically have the most success with guys that are at this level, especially that have some uh, sort of recognition with your program, and the ones that are the closest um, typically have the most familiarity with the program and with the school and with the university. So that's a big key. Um, but that's not to say that we won't, you know, within six hours. If you want to get in the car and, and drive six hours, you, if you take that circle, I mean, you can be, again, like you said, in Ohio, in uh, Indiana, Kentucky, uh, and you're going down south, you can get to Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, there's just all, it opens up a, a, a lot of options from a recruiting standpoint. So that's, that's good. We're not going to try to spread ourselves too thin, but we're going to, we're going to also, uh, try to turn over every stone we can. Folks, we got Lamont Paris here on the Boss Man Show with his new coach, Chattanooga Mocks. Now, Coach, look at a non-conference schedule-wise, Coach. Are you a guy who likes to schedule aggressively in non-conference? You kind of you want to give give, give you guys a few wins here and there at home, like give them some confidence when they go in, in the league play. What's your take on how do you how you want to schedule your guys with non-conference schedule? <clears throat> well, I think uh, confidence is important. I think in order to play well, you have to believe in yourself and you have to be confident. And I think. You know, some of that comes certainly with winning some games, um, and especially early on in the process. But uh, I want to challenge, and especially when you have a, a veteran team, you get to wear a veteran team. Of course, I'd like to challenge that team. I think you get a challenge working with when you play high-level competition. And that's not to mean we want to play, you know, 10 of our 13 non-conference games with high major teams. But I do want to sprinkle a game in here and there that's really going to test us and challenge us. And just again, like I said, just to get a real realistic view of what you're working with and where your team is and who's capable of doing what and not get a false sense of, of where you are. Now, early on and, and, you know, when you're trying to develop a different culture and you're trying to implement new systems and offensive and defensive philosophies, you know, you don't want to you don't want to lose your mind in the scheduling process. Yeah, Coach, I read a report where they won't be going to quarters this year, Coach. They, they're not ready to quite go there and try to reset, resetting the files after after 10 minutes of each half. So, Coach, are there any rules you may want to see the committee maybe look at putting in to make the game a little bit better for fans, coaches, and players alike? Because I feel like if you advance the ball in the game, add a timeout, go to quarters, you know, reset the files, be a much better game to watch rather than a double bonus. You know, sometimes the guys drive to the basket, put the head down, and get fouls, and the game slows down and bogs down. And so, unwatchable sometimes. So there's some things you want to see them maybe do, Coach, to make the game a little bit better. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the game. I've always liked the game, and now there have been changes that have been good. I'm, all, I'm, I'm a little old school. I just always normally like it how it is, and then they'll force a change on me, and then a lot of times it'll be a good one. So I, I eventually get used to it. But, uh, 
I think now it's a it's a tough game to officiate. This game is a hard game to officiate, but I think that's where the level of consistency and changes could be made. You know, like you you alluded to, guys putting their head down and getting called for foul. You know, you have to if you don't want that to happen. You as officials, you can contract by not calling those as fouls, and then guys will stop doing it because they're not having success. So. I think that's one way to control it as opposed to changing the rule. Just just give it to your officials so they're not calling some of those questionable fouls as fouls. Um, but then the other one that, you know, some of my friends, we're basketball heads. We, we, we just sit around and make up stuff. I used to always talk about uh, putting in the time in in the game. So, so if you call a timeout once every game, I get to call it right time back in. So, so if you really want to use it, you might have to use two timeouts to get that timeout. Or if you save it till your last timeout of the game and you call timeout, I get to call time right back in, and then you don't get the timeout. Hey, that'll make you interesting, Coach. Yeah, chess master. Right? Interesting. I like that, Coach. I like that. Right, right. That's on the cutting edge. Now, that's on the cutting edge. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, outside of Coach Guard and Coach Ryan, who are some other guys in the business when you personally, professionally, has really helped mold you into the man you are today to help you become the coach you've become and going to help you as you go to the Mox and Builders program to where you want to be with your stamp on it? Well, I think all the coaches that I've worked uh, under have been really good coaches. They've all had success, every single one of them. I think the foundation started originally with the guy that I played for at a small school in Ohio. His name's Steve Moore. He's one of the winningest coaches at any level in the history of college basketball. He just and and you know he just fundamentals first foundation. He's about substance. He's not about fluff. So uh, he would probably be one of the guys that I would have to say got me in. He got me into it. So so and and he's still doing it and hasn't changed much. So I really respect that. But all the guys that I've coached for have been really, really, really good coaches. I, I feel really blessed that I've had that opportunity. But uh, And then you're just taking pieces from a lot of different guys, even guys that you didn't work with. Uh, you know, Bill Self is another guy that I've gotten to know over the years and just uh, I, I appreciate how he does things, not only the success he has, but just the way he does things and treats his staff and that kind of thing. So you're always, you know, picking things up from – one guy here or there, so but it's been it's been too many guys for me to really single out. Yeah, a coach, knows you tr- literally been a whirlwind for you the last six weeks since you've been a Chattanooga coach. So if you can give us a standard day for you since you've been a coach of the mocks. Like, what's the typical day like for you been since you've been a coach? I know it's been a crazy whirlwind for you, but give us, give us, give us kind of how your day has been going since you've been the coach of the mocks here. Well, uh, I mean, for the first, I'd say at least seven to ten days. From the moment I woke up to, to the moment I laid in bed at night, it just was a constant phone call, text message, or face-to-face communication with somebody for literally every second of the day. I didn't even eat lunch for about the first week. It just was it just was crazy. Your phone, I didn't even know you could get that many communications. But uh, things have started to slow down, and then you're also you're trying to you know hire staff. You're trying to spend some time with your guys. You got to meet your guys. You haven't even thought about basketball type stuff. You haven't even today for the first time. I just left before you called me. True story, and had went had gone to look for a place to live. Like I've been I've been here six weeks. I have not even looked for a place to live yet. So I just you know, but but I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. I love the game. I love the challenge ahead of me. Um, uh, I got a good staff. I'm still finishing that off, and just excited about doing it. But the days have been crazy. 
they'll start to settle down here maybe in the next couple of weeks, so hopefully, and get back into the normal grind of things. But, uh, but like I said, I wouldn't have any other well, Coach, if you need any help around Atlanta or Chattanooga or Nashville, I'm your man. I've, I've worked in all three cities. I'm there. Of course, we're looking at Atlanta now. But, yeah, I used to work in Chattanooga for a year doing radio in Chattanooga. So, I'm going to wear around pretty good at Chattanooga as well, Coach. And Nashville, if you come to Atlanta now, if you recruit some guys, feel free to hit me up. I'm, I'm in Midtown Atlanta. So, you know, Coach, I'm here for you. I, I, I can't I can help all you right, out, man. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take you up on that now. I'm gonna take hey, you Coach, up. You know, hey, Jim Horton will tell you. I'm a man of my word. I'll definitely do it for you, man. Jim will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. He is. Hey. He's a good guy. Well, I appreciate all your help. I appreciate you having me on the show. I look forward to getting into Atlanta and meeting some people and recruiting some kids and rolling my sleeves up. You know, I think once I get in there and meet some of these people, they're going to find out that they one thing they, that they can rely on is what I say is what I mean. And, and I always keep it real. And, I, and I'm always true to what I say. So, uh I'm looking forward. I hear, I hear they got good basketball coach, in Atlanta. So. Coach, I'll tell you what. I see all kind of coaches here all the time. I get kids. <laughs> a lot of kids right here in this backyard, Atlanta. Coach, it's, 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 great, it's great, great ground here for you. Come on down here. We'll show you a good time, Coach. And, Coach, for me, I come to come coach, coach your games too, Coach. You're only an hour 30 from my house. So, I go over to Chattanooga all the time and cover games. So, I'll be up there uh, okay. and see you guys at, 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 at the uh, Mac. Okay. I'll be over there and see you over on McCallie, Coach. I'm the right way you at. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, my man, well, I appreciate it again. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me on the show. Best of luck to you, and I hope you to will see you sometime soon. Okay. Don't All right. Take care. Thank you. My parents here on the Boss Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, 
and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Funny, uh, uh, I'm actually da- down south today. I, I had not been back, uh, um, and I came back to South Carolina for, for Mother's Day. I was out here in Dillon. I came back for a couple of days, kind of hacking stuff and getting ready to, to, to move back to Des Moines. So I'm, I'm actually in the south as we're speaking today, my man. Oh, good deal, Coach. Coach, I want to say I enjoy Greenville. When I came there for the NCAA tournament to watch South Carolina play, North Carolina play, and Duke play, I had a blast that weekend up there, man. It was so fun. No, I, you know what, I, I've been blessed in my career. You know, I, I've, I've lived in some great places. I, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I've lived there. I've lived in Colorado. I've lived in Greenville and, and Des Moines too. It's just been such a great city so far. It's growing like crazy and uh, really excited about the people. It's been a great, uh, a great thing so far. And uh, um, I'm a lucky guy. I get to do what I'm doing. Now, Coach, oh, you was at Furman, successful at Furman. So what made you decide to go on and make the move to go to the Drake Bulldogs and make that move to go coach that team? Because you was successful at Furman. You had a good situation going there. His opportunity to a little too good for the administration was kind of soldier real good. So tell me, what what about Drake and the Des Moines that made you say, hey, move your family out there and then take the job with Drake and help this program going forward? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a great question. And, you know, I, I think that, for, for me, there's a lot of things. First of all, like Drake is, is similar to Furman. It's, it's a private school. It's really good academics. Uh, we have a graduate program at, at, at Drake, which we, which we didn't have at Furman. Um, 
Um, it's in the Missouri Valley Conference, which is a great, it's a, it's a basketball league, right? I mean, this is a, a big crowd, a basketball-centric league, a league that had multi-bids um, in the past. Um, we have a brand-new facility uh, uh, that we just moved into a couple years ago there. It's a practice facility and a lounge and locker room that is just phenomenal. And uh, uh, the leadership, I think, is really committed to, to moving this thing forward. And we have a great city, too. And the other thing is, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Minneapolis. And uh, um, for me, when I look at our school and the five hours, if I drew a circle five hours around the Drake campus, it's just a recruiting base that I'm really familiar with. And it just was a great opportunity for me, uh, resource-wise, and conference and, and location uh, that I just felt like I, I couldn't pass up. But it was hard to leave Furman. Furman's a great place, great people, great kids. We had a lot of success there. And I was really happy to see my assistant, Bob Ritchie, get the job. And I have no doubt they'll do great things moving forward. Yes, indeed. Now, coaches, you know, I'm in Minnesota. I'll be going there for Swift Bowl this, this next year. I hope it's not too, right. too cold when I go there, Coach. Coach, I, I'm a Florida guy. I'm from the Dominican Republic, Coach. That's why I was born in the Dominican Republic. So, the cold weather, hey. we don't even agree. <laughs> hey, hey, let me give you some advice, my man. It's January. You better bring your warm stuff. Whatever you got, you better bring it. Minneapolis in January. <laughs> hey, Coach, I'm glad you all have an indoor stadium. I'm glad about that for sure. It's no indoors. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can to survive unless playing out 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 of Minnesota at CCF Bank Stadium. I don't know if I could survive out there playing on playing outside, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but hey, it's just like basketball, and, and it's just like it'll be for the Super Bowl there. Uh, whether you're in Florida or you're in Minneapolis, the temperature will be the same indoors. You got there right now, now, coach. Like you said, you had a recruiting base of five hours. You can just go hit this base you already know. And do you feel like your sister Drake is centrally located, coach? You, you can go get guys in New York. In Seattle, Portland, because because you're so, so, so I, I, in the middle of the country, you can get the guys anywhere you want to get to them to, and give have a national base to bring guys to help you in that program in Missouri Valley Conference. Because coach, which I say has gone to AAC, so it's open now. You know, you got yeah. added value for but for you guys, it's a great opportunity. I have that that that, that pillar that like you can't get past, which I say in that conference now has has to be a good, good look for you guys going forward. You know, it, it it is. You know, obviously Wichita State's been such a big part and uh, of the of the conference in the Missouri Valley, but but you know what? Uh, um, they're they're moving on, and and you're right. It's a little bit. You know, if you remember back to the to the Southern Conference for a little bit when I moved in, Davidson just moved out of the league, right? And mm-hmm. Davidson was really dominating the Southern Conference, and, and so you know, I don't know, maybe there's some similarities that way, but. But it is, and, and uh, um, I, I think we've got great academics in, in the Midwest, a great town, and there's a lot of places we can go. And I've, I've been really – it's been, I've had an interesting career. I mean, I've been out west. I mean, I've recruited uh, – when I was in Colorado State, I've recruited out in California and you know uh, Nevada. I mean, you name it, out there in the west. I've recruited, obviously, in the, in the east and the southeast, uh, being at Furman, and I've recruited the Midwest where I grew up. So I think that, you know, for us, we'll just, we'll just rely on all the different contacts we have to – to bring the players in, we need to be successful, but I'm confident we can do that. And coach, you feel like that you can kind of target a lot of grad transfers who want to get that one year and play for a good team as a chance to play. You get those junior college transfers as well, along with the freshmen as well. But a lot of those guys may want to look for opportunity, see what you do at Furman. For for those guys, may say, hey, this this coach get us to a winning position. He's kids about his kids. He'll help us out. If I did your be- background your reputation will help guys like that who want a new start come play for you at Drake knowing you're great academics great university great town you have enjoy a great career with you I hope so I mean that's the that's the sell you know is is 
you know, we, we hadn't had it at Furman, which was crazy. The last three years I've coached, we hadn't had a kid leave after the season to transfer. And I think I'm the only school in the country that had that happen. And I think it's, you know, I, Hey, I, I like good transfers and that doesn't mean we'll never recruit a junior college transfer, but boy, in, in, in a perfect world, I, I'd love to recruit kids that would stay in our program, you know, that, that we recruit and develop just kind of like we did at Furman and you develop a relationship, you know, with these kids and they really grow and they, and they do great things. And that's what we're trying to sell is a track record. It's the same thing. You know, when I went to Colorado state before that as an assistant, we went 0 and 16 in the mountain West our first year. I mean, it was, it was something else. Uh, but we ended up building that thing. We had the best four-year run in school history, and and obviously we had a lot of success at Furman, a program that was struggling, and we intend to do the same thing at Drake, and so I, I think we can sell our track record and, 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 and a lot of different things, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity. It's going to be fun to, to watch us build this thing. Yes, it is, Coach. And like I said, I've seen, like I said, I watched you at Southern Conference. Because in Atlanta, you know, we kind of watch a lot of you. Southern Conference, SEC, ACC, we kind of watch all this. So I, I have confidence when you yeah. do that. Doing it. And you've always been a great guy. I've seen some of your quotes. So I know you would be able to get the kids there. Now, for the guys on the team now, Coach, you've been getting on the court with them a little bit, kind of see what you have, see what you're working with, kind of get them a little feel for you, kind of build that bond with those guys early now, so you kind of know who you about, what you're about, who your staff is going to be about. So you, they can say, hey, this guy, somebody we can trust. He has our business with us, but he's on, he's on, he's, he's, he's our guy now and we're his guy going forward. Yeah. I mean, you know, wh- whatever happens, you know, change is hard in this, in this business, you know, you, you have coaches come in, coaches come out, but you know, ultimately when you take that job, those kids are your kids now, you know, and it's our job to, to, to make them better, to, to help them to develop a relationship with them and get the most out of them. And the guys have been great, you know, that have, that have stayed in the program and have chose to, to, to play for me and, um, they've been great so far, man, and they're working hard. And you know, we've been on the court a little bit this spring, you know, not as much as we would have liked, but all these kids will be back for summer school here in a few weeks, and we'll get cranked up again. And I, I've actually got a got a veteran team uh, uh, coming back, and um, so that'll be really interesting. And, and then we've got a ton of recruiting to do. You know, we have six seniors actually next year, so uh, we got a ton of recruiting to do. We're still recruiting right now as we speak. And as you know, man, the one thing about coaching is. Uh, when you have really good players and a good staff, they make you look like you know what you're doing. You got that right. <laughs> that, 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 that's how I feel about my staff, Coach. They make me look good on there. They make me look good. They do all the no for me. They make sure I get everything, all the papers in order. I look good up on the radio. I'm talking crazy. <laughs> So I'll write no that question, with you. no question. We got Nico Mavitt here on the Boss Man Show from the Drake Bulldogs. And the coach, I'll be honest with you, I think of Drake, I think of Drake, Drake the rapper. <laughs> so you should have him come out yeah, for your man. Midnight Madness, man. We need man. to get him involved in our recruiting. I know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Drake, Drake University, Drake. Yeah, get Drake involved. He, I think he'll bring a bus to the moon. Get him out there, coach. I think, I, mean, <laughs> I think about that all the time. Drake. Wow, that's, that's the rapper guy. Now, coach, oh, yeah, she's man, uh, Style play wise, you kind of based on your roster. You trying to play how you played at Furman, or you kind of adjust how you're going to play to the guys you have on your roster now? Because I know you, how you played at Furman, but for the guy people who didn't watch you play at Furman, how did you guys play? What, what's your mindset about how basketball should be played, I mean, played the, the right way? I think that's a good question. I mean, I I think eventually, yeah. I mean, I want it to look like you know we did here at the in the last few years at Furman and. We know we get a, a, a missed shot and we get a turnover. We really want to get out and attack people in transition. And same point in time, we're a really tough-minded defensive team and we don't let teams score easy. And we take good shots and we really move the ball and, and play well together. And 
Um, you know, we played well on the road. We won 12 true road games this year. Uh, um, I think that's a that, that's a thing of, of toughness and character. And the one thing, though, you know, hey, I, I'm taking over this team, and I think you got to be willing to adjust, right? I mean, maybe what we have for this year doesn't fit, you know, uh, um, what I did last year. And so I, I think that those things evolve. you got to be willing to look at it as a coach and say, all right, these are the things I like, but – but, you know, maybe this team, we've got to do a few things different. And um, But, you know, eventually down the road, I mean, it's it's I, I, I want it to look the same. I believe in the way we play, and uh, it was successful, and, and, and that's how I want Drake to look here down the road. Now, Coach, kind of in the same vein here, Coach, with the non-conference scheduling, Coach, you have a veteran team next year, and probably the schedule probably already done for you, but knowing you ever have to travel your roster a lot the following year, so how do you approach scheduling games for the year out now, not knowing what your roster will look like in 1819? Well, that's funny. You know, we, we actually, you know, you're right. Like most of our schedule is done. We just finished up a couple more games. And essentially after this year, we'll almost have a start over with our schedule. We'll be able to start over and kind of build it the way we want. Um, you, you know, we, we, uh, we play Iowa or Iowa State every year in downtown Des Moines uh, in the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, um, you know, Des Moines hosts the NCAA tournament a few years ago. It's going to host it again. That's a great game for us. We play the Missouri Valley Mountain West Challenge. We'll have a home game next year. We don't know who it's going to be uh, um, until later in the year. I think we're playing in the Paradise Jam this year. I think next year we're actually in a tournament down in Nashville, the Music City Classic. Uh, nice. So we're heading down down south a little bit, which will be good. And uh, um, but the rest of it, we'll kind of get to start over a little bit. And, and just like you said, you know, looking at who we've got coming in and a young team and, and try to build the schedule the way we want moving forward. Now, because we had Nashville, I still have a home in Nashville. So how, how can ever come That's up great there city. And, and see that? Yeah, Cody, I, I miss it for a lot of reasons. One of them is the taxes. But it's <laughs> 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 those, those income taxes to, to the sea, Coach. But a single yeah. guy in Georgia, you get taxed pretty good. <laughs> I hear you, man. So, so yeah, man. I love to see the great city. I love it. I come to Titan, the Predators, GSU, Vanderbilt, MTSU. A lot of great basketball in Nashville. So, look for. I'll definitely try to come and see you guys play play that tournament for sure, Coach. And now I want to ask you, this, man. Uh, rules wise, Coach. You know, in in IT this year, Georgia Tech's in IT, and I got to kind of see, see the rule of the how to resetting the files in the ten. I'm playing ten minute quarters, Coach. Do you want to see see that maybe be instituted in? Caught that's about the ten minute quarters or the resetting of the fouls, maybe advancing the ball I, at the end of the game. I think so. I, 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 I do. I mean, it, it's funny. The only basketball really in the world right now that's played with halves is men's college basketball. Yep. And everything else in the world is is played in quarters right now. And I get it. Like we're 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 uh, we you know we invented it right, and and, and we're kind of old school. Hold up, but I I'd eventually like to see it go to quarters. Uh, um, and, and, and I, I like advancing the ball to half court too. You know, if you have a timeout left, kind of like the NBA does, mm-hmm. um, and, and FIBA, I think it adds a lot of interesting, uh, things to the game. You really have to spend a lot of time on, on side out of bounds, which you really don't see a lot of in college basketball. In the NBA, it's all side out of bounds. And there's very few baseline out of bounds. And I think it would add a, a, a new element for the fans that I would like. You'd have to spend a lot of practice time at it and, you know, I think the issue, I, I probably shouldn't even say this, get in trouble, but I think the issue with going to quarters for the men's college game, it's 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 strictly financial. I think it would take away a media timeout uh, um, if I have that right. And and the people who are paying the bills, they're the ones who, uh, 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 who, who influence the rules. But 
I do think down the road they'll, they'll work it out and they'll probably find a way to go to quarters. And uh, But I'd like to see us advance the ball to half court after a time. I think that'd be fun for the game. Yes, it would, Coach. Now, I want to ask you about some, about your background, Coach. Who are some coaches and some people in general who really influenced you in your career, both personally and professionally, helped you get to the point you are today with the success in the coaches' business? Because it's a hard business to be successful in. It's a lot of stuff you got to deal with. But if you've been successful at it, who are some guys who laid the foundation for you to make give you that base to be successful in this business and keep on moving forward, help helping young men become great husbands and businessmen and great people, get education? So talk to me, Coach. Who kind of helped you get to this point, man? You know, I mean, there's – there, there's so many guys, and you know, you you don't want to for, for, forget anyone. But 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 I'll tell you, you know, for me, I I first got started in, in coaching a guy Clem Haskins, who was the coach at the University of Minnesota when I got there, and and I know that you know he's had uh, um, uh, some black marks at the end of his career, but he was just a phenomenal coach in person. It really got me started in coaching. A, a guy Tim Miles is the head coach at the University of Nebraska right now. Is a guy that. You know, had coached every level of basketball, NAIA, Division Two, uh, and has won everywhere he's gone. And you know, really took me under his wing at Colorado State, and really taught me to become a head coach. Uh, was 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 really a huge mentor for me. I worked for a guy Larry Eustachie even for a year at, at Colorado State, who who I think he's the only coach in the country who's won 25 games or more, I think at six different schools. Which wow. hey, check that. That's pretty hard to do. Um, um, you know, and, and another guy, you know, for, for me, that's been a real influence is Dick Bennett, you know, who, you know, Tony Bennett's dad, who, who was same kind of thing, was a small college coach and worked his way all up to, you know, taking Wisconsin to the final four. And if you grew up in the Midwest, I mean, he's kind of a legendary guy and uh, he's kind of become a mentor for me and uh, um, has spent a lot of time. I've spent time with him and he's really helped me, I think, transition into becoming a head coach. And, um, and just like you said, it's, it, it, it's a lot more than just the X's and O's and, and winning games. There's so much more to, to, to what we do and having a purpose to what we do, especially at the collegiate level when we're coaching these kids in what, in my opinion, is the most transformative time in their life. And um, I think that, you know, if that doesn't matter to you, you're probably in the wrong business. And so those are some of the guys. And um, But we're all, you know, hey, coaching is honor among thieves. I say we, we have so many close friends and people. I mean, hey, a, a guy down your way, Frank Martin, uh, um, Frank Martin and I used to work the Nike All-American camp together. We were both young young punks in the business. He was a high school coach at Miami Senior. I had just finished uh, as a student assistant at Minnesota, and I was working at a Division three school, and we were coaching the Nike All-American camp together. And, uh, um, man, uh it's been a, it's been kind of crazy to watch it all here over the last fifteen years or so. You know, it's crazy, Coach. I had on uh, Coach Bellato, Arkansas State, who, who's who coached more yeah. like a coach in high school, and I had on Matt Figure who was at Austin P now, who's a guy at South Carolina. So Coach Martin's tree has been on the, my show the past few weeks. Coach Martin comes on the show once twice a year. He's always a great guy to talk to. He's always entertaining to me. Great and that's why That's kind of why I went to Greenville for the tournament, because see Coach Martin, because me and his relationship is yeah. very strong, man. He's a great guy. He gives me inspiration as well, just about about what I do is running radio. He tells give me little points here and there, so give keep me motivated. So Coach Martin's a great guy all the way around. And Coach, for me, what you said, Coach, a lot of college guys around here, I'll let them come to the studio, kind of see how I work radio. Because yes, there's some after basketball for these guys. A lot of these guys, basketball is out of their future. So I like to show them radio business, show them how their business radio is, show them a little bit. So, his, like I said, for me, 
it's, it's, it's a service I do for people, showing them about how radio is, the media, how the media is. So I right. kind of teach the guys about, hey, certain questions don't answer certain questions. It's trying to trap you. So I, I kind of give the guys a little, a little, a little <laughs> prep about, hey, some guys are going to trap you, and I, and I know who they are. You know, don't answer their questions. So there's a few guys, I tell guys, don't answer them. They ask you. It's going to be twisted and twisted when you say it. You know, so we don't want to do that. No question. Yeah, man. And that's one um, for your coaches is, man. I got one more for your coaches is. I know it's been a whirlwind for your coaches. You've been a coach with the Drake Bulldogs. What's being a standard day like, man? Are you, are you in the office all day when you're out there in Des Moines or you're recruiting all day? Man. Going to meetings? How has it been, man, when, you, when you're just trying to get, a new, get this new, new gig, get this other thing going for how you want to go for it, man? It's it's crazy. You know, you, you, you think you remember. It's just such a whirlwind. You know, you, you take the job, and, and uh, um, we were still playing here at Furman in the postseason, and it was one of the toughest things I've had to do was leave those kids and those guys to do it. And it, it's funny you asked that. Yesterday I was with my – you know, two days ago, so my wife on Mother's Day. That was the first day that I had had that I hadn't had anything, you know, whether a recruit visiting – uh, some function to go to, uh, something to do. And it's just, uh, it's trying to get our arms around the recruiting, not just the late available scholarships we have, but 2018, 2019, hiring a staff, trying to get to know people in the community, getting to know your players, uh, um, watching film, getting organized. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And then, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to move your family. You know, you got a newborn daughter and uh, um, and your family trying to move them from South Carolina and they're down here by themselves. You're out there working. And, um, but that's, that's part of it. And all of it's a blessing, right? I mean, I'm so blessed to be doing what I'm doing, uh, for a living and, and love it. And soon enough, my family will be there and we're starting to get some traction and, and all that, but it's just been go, 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 man. I hadn't even had a, had a second to breathe. Well, Coach, look here. If you come down this Atlanta way anytime soon to recruit some guys, feel free to hit me up. I'm going to shoot your text off the air, Coach. If you never need any the help at that regard, or, or if you're coming in, in the Tennessee way, if you have anything out, feel free to come there and catch your man, Coach. I love to help out guys. I love to network with people as well, Coach. I was talking to say earlier, Coach, my show's about, uh, it's like a service of people. I can bring people together. And I, I'm not about trying to, you know, get ratings. Ratings are good, of course, but it's about relationships with people, you know, because building friendships with love uh, no for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying coach how do you got coaches that i'm friends with now because of the radio show so it's been great for me to get to meet you guys and get to know you guys off the air and, and help you guys out whenever i can so that's uh, so the same for you coach if you need something from me before you reach out to me i'd love to help you man anytime man hey that goes two ways i i appreciate you having me on yes indeed well folks that's nico medved here on the boss man show <laughs> all your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service 
fantasy football season is fast approaching. And if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. on the boss man show we just talked to Nicole Lamont Harris and Nicole Medved and we're going to go to our list of emails with Jay Monique Jay how you doing this week hey everyone how's it going uh, it's going good going good uh, look at the emails with Jay it's a little beautiful English but until we go through I won't really know so I'll let you go hit the first one what do we have today on the email tip listener email Subway Love and Honey Cake Home we told you people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? Subway love and honey cake us? Who are these people? 
my God. Sir, ma'am. Woo. All right, I don't Exactly. Over the edge was ID to the relevancy of my life. Every word on the kind of animals and insects. Personally, dogs and cats. Really, really dogs. I was told dogs see better than humans do. I do. How is that? How they know? And know is spelled N-O, by the way. Per my school box, answer C. How they know. But how few do animals move, think, walk, and eat chicken? Any world word on what makes insects fly and use those launching pads? My man and my woman justified the knowledge for me. Edwin Davis and Charleston. Um, first of all, what kind of take is that? <laughs> like, I have to ask that. Like, what kind of take is this? This is a sports entertainment show. You're asking me about wildlife. That's the first problem with your take, my man. Why? Why? Man, you know how she spelled insects with C K S like insects. Like, he sure did. <laughs> like, okay, my man. I can gleam your take. I get part of your take. Now, Jay, I have one of these. How in the hell do these people tell me? Well, Dogs see better humans do. Can a dog, can a dog tell you himself? Can a dog tell you he sees better than you? So I have one. I have wondered in this passing when I hear it. How do you people know that a dog can see better than human can see? Because a dog cannot talk, my man. And animals can see, my man. They they can't talk other than a parrot or a bird, but they can see. My man, I don't, they have eyes. For that reason, my man. <laughs> that's, that's another problem with shake. Animals don't have eyes. So, yes, I agree with that part of your take. Hi, that's a bad take to me, Jay. How do you know? I mean, how how do you figure this? How do you glean this that dogs have been see? I understand that, my man. This is how few do animals move, think, walk. My man. Once again, I'm not in the wildlife. I have no idea how animals move, think, walk, and eat chicken. What does it got to do anything? Eat chicken. <laughs> like, my man, I'm a human. I don't care how animals do what they do. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have a brain that triggers them to move and think, I don't know. I didn't create them. God did. My man, and... I'm not here to hypothesize on how animals move, think, eat, or whatever the hell they're doing. How the insects fly, same principle. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not God. I'm pretty sure there's something that makes them fly. I can't tell you what it is. Okay? I, I mean, my man, this is above me, my, my area of expertise. Not that I want to be expert in how animals and insects move. I don't give a damn. So, once again, Edwin Davis and Charleston, sir, what should this email makes no sense to me. Part of it, I understand it, but the parts are like, why? Why even send the email? Because the email don't listen to this talk show. Jay, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Edwin, what are you talking about? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> How do insects fly? That's like asking, how do humans walk? We just do. Exactly. What do you mean? Why would you? And then 
here's a question. Why did you ask these questions? Like, what part of your thought process just said, let me go ahead and email the Boss Man Show and ask why do animals do what they do and why do insects fly and why do they eat chicken? I don't know. Maybe they like chicken. <laughs> if I ask why animals eat chicken. That's what they thought. They're, they're animals. They eat garbage for crying out loud. What is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Which is a bigger point to... You know how some people treat animals like they're part of family? Like animals like their buddies? Yes. They're animals. They're animals. Animals. They, that's what they are. They do what they do. They're, they're not your friend. An animal can turn on you. They you can't. You might feed an animal. You feed the animal, it turns on you. So, like, once again, my man Edwin, your take is horrendous. I've had some bad takes this year on the show. We've had some bad takes over these emails. But, my man, your take is one of the more confusing, non relevant takes I've ever heard in my life <laughs> about basic stuff that people shouldn't really worry or care about. Hey, my man, they're, they're animals. Let them do what they do. As long as they ain't bothering you, do let them do, do, do them. Because my man, I don't know. I don't care. And my, but my rule about take is this, though. How do these people who claim to be experts in this crap come up with these ideas? Because the dog can't tell them this. What can the insect? That is, that is a relevant point, though. It is. It's like, how do they know? It's like, do they, you know, look at the dog's eyeballs and, like, see what they can see? Like, wh- you know what dogs can see better than me. You know, I also heard that dogs' mouth is cleaner than humans. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to fight that. <laughs> dogs look at other's penises and all great for each other. Hell no. Look at your anus and your tail. That man does not make your ugly clean clean in my mouth. That's a terrible take, too, by scientists as well. See? The end what I would give you is it's a lot of people, a lot of scientists have bad takes, okay? <laughs> so I'm like that. If you know a scientist or a lab person, all right, they probably have bad takes. And you watch this one to say, because there are takes that make any sense, like like that one. Dogs are going to clean a human's mouth. If you, you lick your ass and your balls all day, you're not clearing to my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> I have to agree. Your, your homeboy's booty when you see him you're, you're probably smarter than mine you know like I, I, okay before all you dog people I don't care that dog nose is always wet I don't care about their breath you know I don't want to brush their teeth I mean if we have people who go to get their dog's teeth brushed mm-hmm. get their t- their tails cut but who fucking cares I don't give a care but their their tail too damn long whatever they're a freaking dog. <laughs> I don't give a crap. Like, so, once again, Edwin, your email is terrible, but a lot of dog people have bad takes, okay? I mean, going to the, the petting, the, the, the whatever they call it, the primer or the, they, they pepper them up. What, that's stupid. God, whatever, man. Get your dog all primpered up, get them all manicured. They're freaking dogs. Get their nails done. Why? <laughs> Stupid and terrible, Jay. I don't get it. It's horrible takes. I'm, I, I, Edwin, good job with this. A lot of animal people have, have bad takes. 
Animal lovers, are, I get you like dice dogs, but go overboard, which makes you have a bad take. Chill out, they're animals. Animals! Damn it. Listen to our email. Okay. Thank you, LJ. Anderson <laughs> Johnson and Duchess what? Duke Monique. What? <laughs> Airfast. Yep, Airfast Johnson is- and Duchess Duke Monique. Lisa got Monique, right? Yeah, at least it's part of my name, right? I don't know who Duchess Duke is or where it's Johnson. <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's another person. That's another person. I don't know who that is, Jay. Oh my nope. God. Nope. I I go to new job because old jobs suck. New job tripping. They assign vacation. I thought vacation was mine time. Any that against country rules? Find out for me. Baron in Minnesota. <laughs> my man. English, please. I'll be like my man. Mix in the right words, okay? I got to new job because old jobs suck. You mean you got a new job, my man? New job tripping. Okay, I get that. They assign vacation? I, I don't understand. Let me stop right there. Why would a job assign vacation? Because I could have sworn that PTO or leave time, whatever you call it, it's your place of employment. It's your time, right? Mm-hmm. So why would they assign you a vacation? Or when your vacation is? Because I'm like, I ain't pretty sure if you're accruing PTO or vacation time or, six, or a leave time, that it's your time. Mm-hmm. So why would they assign cross you out vacation and say, it's your time to take a vacation, Baron? I don't get that, my man. That's a terrible take by your employer. That's not the case. Any any that against my man. Is that against the country rule? You mean is that against the law? Country rules? <laughs> country rules. Like, <laughs> my man, is that, isn't that against the law? Country, why did you even go with country rules for, my man? My man, I'm not a labor lawyer, so it's not my job to find out for you, my man. I'm gonna give you my my general opinion. It don't sound right. If it's going on, it probably shouldn't be going on. So check with your local labor unions in your area, uh, the EEOC, ACLU, all that good stuff, and see what the hell is going on. Because vacation time is your time. You shouldn't be not be assigned a time for vacation. Yep. I'll be damned. Somebody gonna sit here and tell me when I can take my vacation. Hello, vacation. Take it when I want. You know, like you usually the employers they like approve your time. You submit the time that you want to go on vacation, whether it's a week or two weeks, exactly. as long as you have it accrued or something. Yeah, assigned vacation. What the? No, I don't sound right. That's terrible. That's the case, my man. You need to find a new job. That's that job man, we're not here. <laughs> Indeed, ZipRecruiter, uh, Monster, uh, Career Builder, get on those sites, my man. Find you a new job. Don't don't quote a signed vacation. Like yeah, I got to have a school school having a sign like you know school or something. What pissed me off in college, Jay? We have some professors who want to give us a sign season in college. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. We in college? A sign season in college? Is that just irked my soul? It was those damn stupid ass 
teaching and teachers. Yeah, if you teach English and literature or mathematics, you're not important. You just want to be good to get a, get a degree. Chill out. They want to assign seats. Man, get out of here. Oh, I've never been in a college classroom that actually assigned seats. What? Yes, I have, unfortunately, multiple cases that were sciences in college. Oh, heck no. Yes. Unfortunately. So yes, Baron definitely needs to find a new job because that definitely doesn't sound right that a job's going to sit up here and, and tell you when you can go on vacation. It's like, I understand when they assign, like, days off. Like, some jobs, you know, some companies are open, like, 24-7 around the clock. So they tell people when their days off are. But how are you going to tell somebody when they can go on vacation? Like, hey, Baron, your vacation's next week, but he doesn't want to go on vacation next week. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, that, that, that's messed up. I mean, that's totally jacked if they outside the vacation. They need to stop ASAP. That's messed up. Yep. I know that's right. Listener email. William Savage and KL. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of freaked out by radio ads from funeral homes. Why are ads on the radio? Ain't kind of messed up. I think it is. Can you stop them? Steph in College Station. Well, Steph, I can't stop them. I can have a take on them, Steph. And my man, I agree with your, your sentiment and your idea of a take. Because Jay and the people that's not there, why would a funeral home been radio advertising? Why? <laughs> yeah. That tells me, because funeral homes hope for death, okay? Let's get down with what they do. They hope for death. And they're talking about how the name is service and getting to you all that kind of crap. No. What service are you doing to put my loved one in the ground? What service are you taking my money to bury my loved one? What service is that? What service is that? My, you, 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 you don't care about my grief. You want my damn money. Like, they... Fair home people have mastered the, the art of fake care, as I call it. Oh, we're here for you, and we're there, and we can No, you don't. You just want to be... You're happy my loved one's dead. You get money off of it. 10000 a pop, put them in the ground. Come on. Look, man, Steph, your email was terrible how you worried it, but I agree. Funeral home ads suck. They shouldn't be perhaps on the radio. That's that to me is petty and a bad karma and in bad taste. Because okay, nobody is just home people hope for death. Mm-hmm. They, they they are happy about it. Okay, you want to advertise people come bury your people with me. So you tell people when your people die, come to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. It comes off like a used car dealership, basically. You know what I mean? It's like I understand like if a wedding. You know, a uh, wedding company is having radio ads, but I'm kind of freaked out, too, that funeral homes would be having radio ads. It's like, saying what? <laughs> yeah, we're, we, our, our name is service, and we're about serving you and serving you with care. No, you don't care. What care do you have? You did your job on people in the ground. Like, no. Okay, it's another take I have, Jay. Where is it that you decide you want to go to, to go to moratory school? Right. How do you get to that point where you say, I want to go be a mortician? I want to 
Exactly. That would freak me out, to be honest. Like, I couldn't do that job and, you know, have that as my career. I mean, different strokes, different folks, but it's like, that just could not be for me. I just could not uh, be around those who passed on all the time. That freaked me out. I couldn't sleep. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Exactly. And you know who probably has the worst job besides the embalmer and the dresser above the body? Oh, I, I would hate to be the receptionist being be in the funeral home by themselves. Oh, you know, heck yes. <laughs> you know how funeral homes have those receptions that work, they work the night shift? Mm-hmm. answer the phone, somebody dies? Yeah, I wouldn't want that gig. Nah, yeah, because they always got to have somebody that's on call. Because, you know, of course, people can die anytime. You can have somebody that passed away at like 3 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Yep. It's got to be creepy, so especially would... when they're there by themselves. Yeah, because nobody's always funeral home with you at time of night. So, I would not want to be the night for the home receptionist, because I would be freaked out. I would, like, not fire me now. Right? I don't want that. I don't want that job. I was going to have a job. I'll I, I, I hustle if I do that. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, uh, um, Steph... You sneeze, mill stuff. I can't stop them. I wish I could, my man, but unfortunately, there are sick funeral home people who want to annoy us on the radio and bring us down with their dumbass ads. Bastards. Yep. Listener email: Eric Pencil Throw and Kelly wow. Moonfield. What? <laughs> Eric Pencil Throw and Kelly Moonfield. What in God's name is that? <laughs> I gave away a pack of meat to the sideline. Understand the gawk and him was gum good. Let me quick to a pint ointment of quick words on tissue if the fast food stood stop. Why is that the fast food people have messed up attitudes? I'm going to have to say I'd be confused by them. Solve it. Leave me a water. See Daddy Mo in Missouri. See that? If I think first, I'll answer your question. I think you, I think you're confused. Period, my man. Because this email is terrible. Your first statement: "You're a pack of meat." Why would I freaking care? Why would me or Jay care about that? Because we don't. <laughs> why would that? Why is it even in your email? We don't care. Understand that the gawk gave. What? What do you mean? My man, that's how uh, words don't mean anything to me. What does it mean? They, they, but then you make it worse. <laughs> Let me quick to a pint ointment of quick words on tissue. What, the, what in the hell is that? And you get to a semi-relevant take. Yes, a lot of fans of people have messed up attitudes. I'm tell you why they, they don't want to be there. Okay. They make minimum wage. They sit up on their feet all day. They round food. They probably hate all day. They eat all the time. Yeah, they have bad attitudes. You got to deal, deal with people like you who are stupid. See, see, see Daddy Mo. I mean, yeah, they got Mr. Man too. But, man, I, I would cuss you out, too. But, see, that's why I don't put in my life, I don't eat fast food anymore. So, I don't have to deal with that crap. I go eat in real restaurants. So I don't have to deal with the fast food fast people. So, see, somebody's going to get a tip. They're going to act as bad. But the people at the fast place, they got to sit there all day, stand on their feet, and all stanky food all day, 
you know, smell the same burgers, fries, cheese, whatever they sell. Oh, they long every day with those dumb aprons, too. Like, why they have no aprons for? Why? Why is that apron on? Like, I don't get that. I, I, I don't get fast food uniforms, period. Like, hey, you're fast food. You're not in corporate America. You're fast food. Yep. Hell. Let them wear whatever the hell they want to wear. You see, I see them just up in shirts and ties like my man. You're a shake boy. Oh, my God. What are you on shirt and tie for? You're a shake boy. Like, for real? So, yes. That's for people, people kind of have attitudes because they're mad at their job and their careers. It's like, I don't know what it's like. They can do some nothing, but how do you end up in bad fast food? How do you end up in funeral homes? How, how do you end up as a mortician? How do you get to a point where you're a fast food person? And that's your career. Uh-huh. How? Like, where, how do you get there? Fast food should be for high school kids trying to get some money or college kids. Mm-hmm. And out. It shouldn't be for people in their 40s. No. Or 50s. Some in their 60s. Why? Why have you made a career of fast food? No. So, my man, I'm gonna answer your question, but see, Daddy Mo, your name is Whack and Lame. Your takes are bad. It's my man, please get your, get your get your mind right. I'm gonna let Jay talk to you, but please get your mind right, my man. Be gone. It's like, sir, what are you talking about? Why is that fast food? People have messed up attitudes. Okay. If you worked in fast food, wouldn't you have a mess up attitude? Why wouldn't they have a mess up attitude? Let me let me tell you this. I am surprised when I go to a fast food place and they're actually nice. You know what I mean? It's like the real question is, uh, why are some fast food workers actually nice? I mean, come on. You smell like food all day. You go home with your clothes smelling like food. You're getting paid minimum wage. You got to deal with customers that probably have attitudes, throw stuff at you, boss you around. Your manager's probably a douchebag. You got to work all types of different hours. And they probably don't just simply don't want to be there. Who voluntarily wants to be working in fast food as a grown person? Unless, just like Ross said, they're in high school, they're in college, and they're just trying to get up some quick money. But who that's grown, that has real bills, wants to really work in fast food? Nobody I know. Nobody I know either. But other than that, the rest of it, what are you talking about? I gave away a pack of meat to the sideline. What? What's the sideline? What sideline, my man? What do you mean by that? Do you mean like you have a side chick and you get... What are you talking about? And even if you did, why do we care? (laughs) (laughs) We don't. Like, like, make your email relevant, please. Like, my man, you gave us crap we don't care about. Like, get to your point about fast food. It would have been a good email. But no, you you messed it up about going with bad takes in the beginning. Exactly. And then you called us Eric Pencil Throw and Kelly Minifield. You lucky we're not cursing you out. Who is Eric Pencil Throw? It, it, nobody has ever been mentioned as being an Eric Pencil or Throw or Kelly Minifield. Who is that? How do you... I'm just trying to figure out. How are they cool with these damn names? Exactly. Is there like some name generator or something? If you don't even know our names, just say, Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. Like... It's like, how do you get fit? I might, like, like, I'll hate to go back to this already, but how do you get to William Savage and KL? Or Arafat Johnson and Dutch Duke Monique? 
And then you got Subway Love and Honey K Bomb. I mean, Honey K Comb. Like, how do you get there? Exactly. Where is it somebody's name? Name it. And this clown, Eric Pistolto and Kelly Minifield. Like, my man, what are you thinking about? Man, you should be working in fast food yourself, my man, which you terrible come out of your takes. You should be in fast food somewhere. Jesus. Exactly. And then what is ointment of quick words on tissue? Did I miss something during commercial break? What the heck is quick words on tissue? What are words doing on tissue in the first place? What do you mean? <laughs> like, where is your mind at, my man? Like, I, are you, a, I, what, what, what happened? <laughs> when you type this email up at 4.13 p.m., what was you thinking? Maybe he was on break at work or something. <laughs> you should be, I mean, like, if you email the show, have a decent take, please. A decent take. That take was horrific. And it leaves me the water. Why? Like, like my man, what do you mean by leave you a water? What do you mean? Like, why would I leave you a water? You're in Missouri, my man. You're in Missouri. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So, how will just the kind of leave you a water? How? Like, m- m- my man, education, my man. I mean, think about what you said to me. Leave you a water? How? And why? You do better ask somebody in your name in your hood to give you water than me give leaving you water. I have to mail it via FedEx to get it to you. Then it's gonna be hot when you get it. And like what? He needs Think to about your mind. take. Think about your take. Think about your take before you sit in the zebra to the show, my man. Jesus. Woo wee. Man, these people tonight, boy, I tell you. Yeah, see daddy Mo? Get your mind right. Listener email. Show. I think that, I like that's it. Good. <laughs> I'm already happy with that show. That's great. Thank you, whoever you are. Exactly. I think I like her. Body is right. Personality can be cool. Chick talks too much, and she got that hood mindset in here. I'm leaning towards an exit stage left. What's your thoughts? Rep the set. Morris in Baltimore. Your email was okay, but then you go and rep the set. I'm like, what? Why this random rep the set there? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know either. I, I get your email. Rep the set. What set are you or are we repping? I don't, I don't get that, my man. I've never once said we repping a set here. So that part I don't get. My man, you're on the right track. Body's right, person is cool. Okay, pluses. She talks too much. That's a minus. Good mindset. That's a minus. That's that brings us back to zero. You said lean to exit stage stuff, my man. Please do, cause the hood mindset talking too much is a dangerous combination. Cause think about this. She got loose lips and she in the hood. That gets you messed up, my man. Mm-hmm. Tell your address to tell tell you what you make. Tell you. See that that because loose lips sing chips, my man. You're on the right track with your with your thought on the woman. Exercise, exercise, level, man. You don't want to be with that because that hood mindset, the mouth gets in trouble. 
keep on pushing and my man I will set you repping rep it but we don't we, we don't rep we said my man I'm gonna tell you Morris in Baltimore do your thing and I feel bad for you Morris because you, you're very close to Agent Orange the president of this country so I feel I feel bad for you in that regard so my man st- st- stay strong okay oh, uh, and, um, do your thing my man now have a good day uh, and get your mind right and rep your set alright brother be easy Oh my gosh, no, he did it with <laughs> Agent Orange. <laughs> Agent Orange. But that's cool. Y'all you know cool, like, uh, clicking and, and stuff, but it's like, um, yeah. Who wants somebody that just keeps talking and talking and talking? And then that hood mindset is like, oh, heck no. Once you see they got a hood mindset, they got to go. And I definitely agree exit stage left because it's like with me it's like if i'm talking to a guy and he just has the hood mindset what the heck i'm gonna do with him furthermore who wants to get in trouble behind them who wants to be in drama behind them because it's like for some reason bs always follows them it's always nothing but negativity and trust me that relationship would end up just being toxic because they're usually toxic individuals anyway exactly and I'm gonna give you this option. You gotta take it. Give this bet to be with this hood chick and just be her. If you wanna mess with her, you really wanna tap it. Homie lover friends. Nothing more, nothing less. Cause I highly doubt she can get too attached to you if you're homie lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. How you wanna call it? Or oh, buddy. That's me, this old child called it. B E U D D Y. You know, whatever you gonna do. But, but my man, truthfully, Serious tip, she's not your tip. she's not for you in a relationship. If you wanna smash, keep a home of other friends, be a friend. And other than that, my man, keep on pushing and my man, like I told you previously, rep your set, whoever the hell that is, and stay away from Major Orange, okay? You got me? Good. So, Jay, after today's emails, which was very long today and very different as you did this week, for very various reasons. What is your take on this week's emails, Jay? Um, Subway Love and <laughs> Eric Pencil Throw just threw me for a loop. Their emails were confusing. They didn't know what the heck they were talking about. And <laughs> it was just, whoop! And then a few of the other ones, it's kind of like, even if it was, you know, poorly put together, at least they had a point that they were trying to find out. Exactly. I mean, like... So this week we had, we had a little combo of sense and, and nonsense, and I feel like so many people try, just kept talking. Had they just kept it short, so they would have not got clowned. But like, see, Daddy Mo had to keep talking. You know, like just don't don't throw any extra stuff. Keep it simple. I won't clown you. That's the rule. Okay. Get to your point, but then let me. But I will say this: that you know, somebody love was terrible, but. The man has he had a semi decent take about dogs. Like, how do you know? <laughs> right, right. That's true. That's that's this that's semi decent take. That's semi decent. I don't even a good taste. I mean, I had the same thing myself. So it was all good. So, folks, that's the email this week. We got Jason Smith coming with the boss about the break. We're gonna have you continue some crazy stories out of Florida for sure. JC with his takes on the boss report as usual. Out the break. We out. Thank you.
for all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. show for you this week. Uh, Jamie with emails and I bring as I mentioned my man, the Pedidia Karaoke. He got two nights, <laughs> Friday and Saturday night. J.C. Yes, Smith. What's good, bro? 
Hey, man. It's all about you, bro. Appreciate it, boss. Man, what's going on with you? Man, no much, bro. No much. I'm just looking for a Memorial Day coming up. Luda Luda Day coming up, man. It's going to be crazy. I just can't wait for this weekend to pop off with what's about to go down here at the ATL, man. Man, hey, I'm trying to get down there where you are, man. Man, hey, boy, we got we got 85 going we're going real good. So so far so good. So it might be good for you to come on down, brother. You know, say it's working right man. now. Traffic's flowing like it used to flow. Not that great, but still, it's better than it used to be. So we got it going on, man. Let's do it, man. What we what we got going on tonight, man? What's poppin'? No doubt. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the box report, bro. Fresh story. Why I go to the Walmart in Decatur and I see black people on horses going to Walmart, man? You know what? I'm not surprised. Even though it's crazy thing like Atlanta, but I mean, I'm not surprised by it also though, because I've seen, I've noticed that also. Like if you go to certain country towns, like especially here in Tennessee, like you'll see people on horseback. You know what I'm saying? Like going to the store. You know, it's not it's not crazy in the towns, but it is strange to see that in the Atlanta area, though. So I can see why they would kind of catch your attention there. Yeah, that threw me off a little bit, bro. And this right here threw me off as well. We got Petty, Set, Go. Texas man is suing date for 1731 because she was texting during the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 while they was on a date. But this is my thing, bro. Why Why are you going to a, a date at the first date at the movie theater? Anyway, that's a yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a terrible. You know, I, I did that back in the day. I didn't know any brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like you know, when you're young, it's a logical thing to do. You know, let's go to the movies. But in, in all actuality, you're right. It's a terrible day because you can't talk. You know what I'm saying? First day in the movies, man. So ain't no really, you know, way to really get to know that person if you're at the movie. And then she texting so. That's already, you know, uh, clear evidence that she's not feeling it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She texted. And but Guardians of the Galaxy, the second one, it was all right. You know, I like the first one much better. The second one, there's moments where you kind of zone out and you will want to text and see what's going on on your phone there, man. But, yeah, that's a horrible way to do uh, to start our first date there in the movie. No doubt we got one. My Jigger. We have a Florida deputy cop fired for reenacting Denzel Washington's iconic training day scenes while on duty. Yeah, I heard about this one, man. You got to pick your spots. You got to pick your spots, man. You got to know when you can do scenes from training day with your folks, man, and when not to do it. Like, if you live on duty, you know, you're on duty. Nah, that's not a good idea. But like I said, you know, if you're in the break room, the water cooler, something like that, within the... Building within the police building, then yeah, that's one thing, man. You just can't be on the street talking about King Kong ain't got shit on me. You can't say that, you know what I'm saying? Why you out there serving uh, and protecting? Yeah, they're right. We got people ain't nothing, man. We got soulless New York skank and derelict co defendant arrested after scamming off dying old people out of over six hundred thousand dollars. Man, yo, people, hey, old people get it the worst, man. Like, I was working at AT&T, man, you know what I'm saying? The way they would try to scam the old folks, you know, as far as uh, 
giving the folks, getting the folks to give up their social security numbers and all kind of crazy stuff to be doing, man. Like, you know, that's why I praise God, man. When I get old, I still have my my right mind to where, you know, can't nobody get over on me, man. Cause that's real sad, man. You know, you should be thrown under the jail for taking advantage of old people like that. I believe that. And, and, and this right here, this 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 kid's is already growing right here. Florida teen is arrested after threatening to shoot up little Uzi Vert if he don't drop a new album. I want to shoot little Uzi Vert for just in general, for you know what I'm saying, even just being <laughs> in the rap game, man. I want to line Lil Uzi Vert, I want to line him up, get uh, Kodak Black and Lil Yachty. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me, let me take out all three of them, man, because those cats right there, man, they are the worst, bro. And then radio don't get no better by, you know, brainwashing. Yeah, basically brainwashing folks into, into thinking something hot. When they know it'd be garbage, man. Yeah, the list of the real radio station is pretty terrible because they put the same twelve songs over and over again. It'd be the and they force you because think about it. The more you hear these songs, you kind of like, okay, it must be hot. I must be vibing right. to it, but I keep hearing it all the time. So this about your brain here so many times. You try to like the crap, but you really shouldn't like it at all. Exactly, man. You know, I wish one of these big stations one day would have the balls and be like, you know what? We're not playing this garbage no more. You know what I'm saying? And then it's, things kind of start to change back to, you know, the way it's supposed to be, man, with, with, with hip-hop, man. But as of right now, yeah, I, I, I shoot them all, so, man. Not for not being or dropping another album, just for him dropping the album to begin with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, just off yeah, GP, you being existing, just off you, John GP, for existing to lose vert. You out of here, player. Exactly. Exactly, man. Get out of here. Now, this story is brought to you by, by our man, J.C. Smith. We got a Zimbabwe pastor who was Uh-oh. trying to walk on water to prove he's God being eaten by a crocodile due to his shit stupidity and obsession with having a God complex. Man, I thought this was fake when I first saw it, man. But then I verified it with some other sources there uh, online, man. And this is it's, it's true, man. Like, the the river that they was doing it in is known as Alligator River, bro. Like, you couldn't find a little pond, you know what I'm saying? Like, a little a little lake somewhere. Like, you had to go to a place that said Crocodile, it's called Crocodile River. Like, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not in for anything good by going out there. And then you gonna walk on, try to walk on water, bro? Come on, man. You asked me to get your ass ate up, man. Come on. Yeah, he deserved to get eaten out the hell. He deserved it. For real? Yeah, man. Come on, now. Like, them folks, they already rocking with you. They believe you, bro. You ain't got to, you know, walk on water. They already, you know, following you, man. Exactly. Now he's uh, not walking anymore. He's heading to, to, to the ground fast. He's man, I heard, I heard them alligators, crocodiles. Ain't everything except his robe and the flip flops he had on. <laughs> the sandals, man, they floated back up to the top, but there was no trace of him whatsoever. We, uh, yeah, he had it coming, obviously. You know, some people who just like jump in the lion's den, jumping, like in the monkey's den at the right. zoo. Like, what do you think? Hey, man, some people, man. <laughs> some people. No doubt it. Here we go. 
Florida Waffle House waitress is arrested after pulling strap on a couple of dudes who complained about her padded panties she was wearing to boost her donk. Wow. Okay, so we got we got the key ingredients here. We got uh, Waffle House in, in Florida, and she pulled out the strap because <laughs> yes. they was talking about her, uh, her extra pad uh, back there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I thought I thought you were going to say to pull out the strap because they ain't killed or something like that. But uh, I mean, hey, hey, like I said, I'm, I'm a natural. I'm a natural man. I love women that are all natural, man. Matter of fact, like, a chick can be as fine as, as all get out, all right? But if I find out she got fake titties, fake ass, something, it's over with. I'm through. I'm through, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, God, God gave you what he wanted to give you. He, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't mean for you to get enhanced. Like, if he wanted you to have all that, he would give it to you. Exactly. I mean, come on, chick. I mean, wasn't that serious? I mean, but this is my thing. If you're wearing padded panties, how about you hide it better? Like, right. how, they shouldn't know you're wearing padded panties to boost your dog. No doubt. But I feel, you know, I feel bad for the dudes who trying to holiday, get, trying to get where they're in bed and like, dang, your ass is flat. Right, They wear the waist trainers and the girdles. And all that, man. You can say they look fine as hell with their clothes on. And when the clothes, when they take clothes out, everything just drops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And it's false advertising right there. No doubt. And we got this. What vasectomy? We got Antonio Cromarty. Wife since she's expecting his 14th seed. Dang. How does this man live having 14 kids? He ain't yeah. league no more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He was a very talented DB uh, during his time in the NFL. But I remember when they were doing uh, was it Hard Knocks on HBO and they were doing the Jets. It was like maybe 2010, 2010, something like that. And he had eight kids back then, back in 2010. So you mean to tell me he's added six in six years now? Yes, obviously, man. Wow. My man, my man pull out or something, mix in. Six me ain't working like my man. Please. Dude, he don't believe. He don't believe pulling out. And then I know he has to have, he got 14 kids. That has to be, what, at least a good six, seven, eight mamas, man. Child support eating up his whole chick. I ain't though. I ain't though, man. Or maybe he's not on child support. Because I got, I got a partner that got six kids right now, six, seven kids. And now, now man, one of his eight mamas have put him on child support. So maybe, maybe he got it like that. Oh, that's the only hope. I, I'm, I feel for this man. His pictures, but then I feel like ain't gonna cover all these kids. It's just not. Nah, nah, man. Nah, yeah, he needs to slow down, man. Not in today's time, man, I think having four kids is too many, man. Exactly, because kids are very expensive. I'm glad I don't have any. <laughs> what you said? <laughs> what I'm you glad I have any. And we got no request here. No request. We have Amber Rose asking DJ not to play Wiz Khalifa or Kanye at a mommy club when she's doing to do a party at. Um, that's retarded because, like, if you think of hot music, you don't think of Kanye West. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything that's popping, it's probably got something with Kanye that, you know, to do with it. Either Kanye did a song or he produced it. Now, I can see you not playing no Wiz, because Wiz ain't really got to be it. But you hard pressed to tell DJ to play something by Kanye, man. 
Yeah. Well, she got it pulled off, though. And she pulled it off. And yeah, bro. Still in her feelings. Still in her feelings yeah. over, these, over these dudes. Like, for real. You think... You think she, you think, like, you, you think uh, what Kanye said about her, you think he's right when he said uh, he had to take, like, 30 showers to get that smell off of him after he was at, with Amber Rose, man? Uh, I've had a few women skunk me, so, yeah, I, I can believe it. <laughs> she, said she got a little, got a little skunk going on. Yeah, man, like, so, they look so fine when you pull off them clothes and you smell that kind of, that had must kind of flies up at you and yeah. it just don't go, it don't go away. Like, think about it. I don't know how if you ever had been with a chick where you took a, you, you, you boned her real good, took a shower with it, her smell still on you. Like, I've had, I've had one or two bad ones, like bad experiences like that, man. It took me, my, one of them, man, it took me almost a day and a half, two days to get, get the smell off of it, it's like I took a shower. You still on me that strong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, with, those, those... even, even with the rubber on. Like yeah, I know sometimes yeah. if, you hit, if you hit them raw, yeah, it'll stick with you if you hit them raw. But if you hit them even with the condom on, it's still yep. sticking with you. Even you with got the condom, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely those one and dones right there, man. You gotta believe that. Uh-huh. And you got big man. Monique Blast, Lee Daniels, Oprah, and Tyler Perry were blackballing her in Hollywood. Monique got issues, man. You know what I'm saying? She she got some issues going on uh, in regards to her career, man. Because uh, she should, after being uh, with Precious, you know what I'm saying, and winning, uh, but she won supporting actress at the Oscar uh, that year. So, you know, she, she should be further, further along in the career where she is right now, man, but from what I understand, man, like, it's a lot of things that she's doing uh, that's holding her back, man. It's not it's not people blackballing her, she's blackballing her damn thing. True that. And coming out and saying something is not, like, worth it because no. it's, it's gonna stick with you. Like, yeah. I, like, like, you know, for me, like, for me and you in sports media, like, there are certain media relations departments I hate. But if I come out and say it in public, it's only going to hurt me with other, other people as well. No doubt. Yeah, so, you know, like, you got to be careful. Yeah. You can't just speak everything on your mind. You got to kind of play that right. game a little bit like, okay, you, like, I know if there's a certain team in the, in the Western Conference I can't deal with. They got swept by Golden State in here. Yeah. There's a certain team in a, in a state where I don't want to go to if I don't have to. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> You right. catch my drift, right? <laughs> you know, and they used to be in New Orleans. So yeah, that team. And so if I come out and blast that team on public, it's not gonna hurt me with other teams outside of the Hawks. No doubt. So you know what I'm saying? It's best I yeah. keep my mouth shut about how I feel about that team. What's the conference that has Joe Johnson on it? You know? I'm just right, right. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have to be careful, man. You know, in her case, it really, it really stems from her being butthurt about. She was supposed to be uh, on Empire. She was supposed to be uh, Taraji uh, Henson's character, Cookie. That was originally supposed to be for uh, for Monique, but somehow uh, they ended up giving it to uh, Taraji, man. Wow. Yeah. So ever since then, ever since then, uh, Monique is going to warp her. Wow. Well, get this. We got an airplane. Airplane's going crazy. We got Florida crazies. 
baggage claim brawl pops off when Spirit Airlines cancels 11 flights and folks go crazy. They can't get home and get to their loved ones after the random cancels of flights. Spirit Airlines, I heard about the story also last week. Spirit Airlines is like the mega bus of the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, when's the last time you actually saw that commercial or any type of advertisement for Spirit Airlines? Like, do they even have stewards? Like, I'm not even sure they have if they have pilots. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is flying Spirit Airlines, bruh? Broke people. Ain't it though? It's, it's the mega bus of the sky, man. It really is, bruh. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't trust to get on a Spirit or United Flight right about now. <laughs> Ain't it all, man? You know what I'm saying? And, man, Southwest, you don't never hear nobody say anything about Southwest Airlines, man. Yeah. Like, they treat you right, and they're going to give you an unlimited amount of peanuts, bro. Come on now. And I'm not a big fan of Delta either. In Atlanta, I hate Delta. Delta can't have their ways, too. Yeah, they do. They they can be with the stuff. I, I've, I've dealt with them before on some... Uh, on some issues I've had with them before, but I've never had an issue uh, with Southwest ever, ever, ever. Life, man. And we got this story here. We got black youngster and two other men turned themselves into authorities investigating the shootout that targeted young Dolph, who was riding a bulletproof vehicle already. Right, right. Shout out to young Dolph. This is uh, definitely representing all on this story here. Black youngster is like seriously retarded. I'm, I'm, I'm swear to God, like there is something wrong with him. He is, he's slow. If you watch his video, I don't think it's just an act these days doing for the videos. I think he is really, really retarded, man. And if it's, you know, true that he actually did this, and it seems like it is true, um, what can you say, man? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Gotti didn't, didn't wasn't like, hey, bro, I want you to go shoot. Even though Gotti and Young Dolph got beat. So he went like, hey, like, like, you know, someone to go ahead and uh, shoot up, dude, uh, his, his car over a hundred times. And then Dolph, being the smart man that he was, because he had the beef, you know, the previous year before, out there at the, uh, at the CIA, right? Out there in Charlotte. Yeah, so the year before, you know, he had these people shooting at him. So he spent $100,000 on uh, getting bulletproof, uh, bulletproof cars. Windows and everything on the car, man. So that was a that was a, it's the best money he ever spent, man. Getting uh, everything bulletproof on his car there. Better yeah. Believe Better believe it. Yeah, I think black youngs are stupid. Just get this the, the van that was the van that shot a young dog was registered his name on the car. So why you renting the van to go shoot shoot somebody? How dumb is that? And now you have a, a trailer that you had the car. Paper trail, my stupid dumb. Stupid dumb, man. I don't understand how, how, why God even associates with, with, with somebody so stupid, man. Maybe birds with feather flocking together. Never know. Tell you, man. Well, here we go. Yet Florida man arrested after disguising himself as a senior citizen in Orlando Magic gear to rob banks to amass enough capital to open up a strip club slash barbershop spot. Hmm. Strip club slash barbershop. You know, I actually had thoughts about that. Oh, wow. and I would call it, yeah, I, I would call it the trim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like our barbershop. Yeah, man. Call uh, it the trim. You know, one, one, uh, one area. Get chopped up. Next area, maybe upstairs or something. 
has a little boom boom room. Yeah, I think that'd be a, that's a great idea, man. Exactly. But why don't you tell the cops that though? Yeah. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be cop friendly there, but uh but yeah, that idea, man. I just wonder how much money we'll take to get something like that started though. Uh I think I think if you could get the right spot. And you, right. you, couldn't, you, you couldn't rent the building to own the building. You couldn't rent it because no, most barbershops are rented buildings. So you have to make yeah. sure you own the building to, so you can pull it off and get your way. But the thing about it is, how do you get it coded and zoned properly? Because there is a library in here here in Atlanta that's moonlighting as a strip club. It's going to get busted right. eventually. Like, you're right. trying to have a strip club out of a library. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, man, let's do it, man. Man, you put in fifty thousand, I put in fifty thousand. Let's make it happen, man. Yeah, let's do it, bro. Let's just get scuttled on land and find us. So there you go, the strip club and barbershop joint side in Florida to do it. Get this thing going because in man, Florida what? it's income tax free. There you go. <laughs> exactly, man. You know what I'm saying? To get them just franchised, man. Have them all over the country, man. The trim. Boss, you Boss and JC. There you go. There you yeah. go. I like a song. And we got Super Yayo. Ohio officer overdoses after skin contact with a drug suspect in a traffic stop. No, man, wait a minute. So the traffic stop in Ohio and the officer got high just off, off contact? Yes, with your skin contact. Dang. Drug suspect. He was patting him down and got the contact and fell out in the and, and the suspect got away. It was all called called the dash game. That's crazy, fool. Like that man had had, had the what? The chronic, the 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 Betty White, <laughs> the, the yeah. Taylor Swift. He had the super white girl, didn't he? Yeah, everything. He's on loose now still because that because his him him being so drugged up and high, Doctor Officer Queen on out, he got away. On loose still as we speak. That's crazy, boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. We got Florida man is arrested after offering to cut man's grass. Lawnmower he just opened the man a week prior to their <laughs> recent encounter. Hey, man, drugs, hey, <laughs> drugs or something else, but Coke said cocaine is a hell of a drug, man, like, yeah. so you stole, you stole the man lawnmower, and now you're going to come over and cut it for him. With his lawnmower? Only, only in Florida, man, with the man's lawnmower, only in Florida, bro. <laughs> Florida's tripping, but this is the final story at night for you. This people is this final story for you. Coon entertainer Steve Harvey was a no-show at his own staff party after email scandal that has launched and once loyal fan base to initiate petitions to remove him from TV and radio after showing people once again he was truly a coon. That was the headline. Of the yeah. That was the actual headline of the story for real. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow, um, man! Who wrote that headline? Was it Atlanta Black Star? <laughs> <laughs> they be going in, man. <laughs> Atlanta Black Star, man. Woo. Um, but yeah, bro, like Steve Harvey, dog. You know, he he lost he lost his way, man. You know, it's and I I can see it happening. 
people, you know what I'm saying, once you, you know, get so popular, so big, you know, you feel like you just on top of the world, man. And then, you know, certain things start to happen to you, like the Miss America thing, and then the Donald Trump situation when you met with Trump, and now, and now this, man, um, with the email. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain ways to do things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you, if that's truly how you feel. You don't put it out there in an email like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have people, uh, PR staff, or somebody, you know, somebody that can concoct a, a letter or email to express how you feel, man. But when you put it out there like that, that makes you look like a super asshole, and, and which he probably is. And I can remember, I can remember like eight years ago, uh, Steve Harvey was here at a comedy concert here in Memphis, and I was working at the radio station. So, of course, he was backstage. You know what I'm saying? And had a chance to meet him and everything. And everybody's smiling and grinning, shaking his hand. You know what I'm saying? Then we all took a picture with him. I'm the only one not smiling in the picture, man. I'm going I'm to I'm send you the picture also, Bob. I'll send it to you, man. I'm the only one not smiling in the picture. Because I could I see you back then. The dude was fake. And he was a phony, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knew it back then, man. That's why I ain't I had to shake his hand. I ain't smile or nothing, man. Because I knew he was fake. And then, like, he, he act like he just you know, relationship expert when this man, you know what I'm saying, left his wife for the side chick, you know what I'm saying, was fooling with the side chick while he was still married. And, you know, the things he did to his wife, man, which is legal, uh, legal documents also, man, like, things he did to her as far as, like, uh, restricting bank accounts and all kinds of crazy. Put in jail. Yeah, put in jail, you know what I'm saying. Uh, had like a cease and desist so, to where uh, the, the judge uh, wanted the judge to silence his exact wife where she couldn't talk and speak on the things that he uh, he did in the marriage so dude was a straight up clown bro you know what I'm saying like if we should look at anybody as a relationship expert you know what I'm saying it should be like D.L. Hughley or somebody like it's a cat that's been married over 20 some years great family you know what I'm saying like that's a cat that we should be looking up to and reading reading his books not Steve Harvey and I gotta speak on this too. J. Anthony Brown, so disloyal. This was Tom Jones in the twenties. That he was Steve Harvey, and he don't take all right. the time doing her on Steve Harvey's radio show. Right, really? right, yeah. How yeah, dirty that's, are you? That's another clown man thinking. You can just tell. You just listen to him, man. You just see him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Stay woke, man. These clown ass dudes out here, man. No doubt. Well, bro, if it's close to boss support, man, what is your take on today's report, man? Hey, man, strong stories, man. And this is probably the first boss report where I've heard about uh, three or four or five stories there <laughs> I already heard about, man. So that lets me know that I'm on the same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same wavelength, man, as my man, boss man. No doubt, man, bro. How is this past weekend at your spots, man? Did the crowds grow, man? I see you in the, in the group host, and I see what y'all doing. So what's popping out down there in Memphis, man? Oh, man, we just trying to do it bigger and better, man. Each weekend, it's Three Kings uh, Karaoke Experience Weekend, man. Friday night, we be at CC's out here in North Memphis. 1427 Thomas Street, man. You know, ladies getting free to you 11. Uh, free shots. You're giving out free tequila shots all night. It's BYOB. You bring your bottles in also, man. Then we'll come party with us Saturday night. We open going to be at Clicks. You know, we got Clicks all across the country. You know, it's one of the biggest uh, pool halls in the, in the country, man. And they've uh, allowed us to come in and do karaoke on Saturday nights, man. You know, everybody gets their free to a $10, $5 admission after that, man. Great food. 
great drink special. It's the Three Kings karaoke experience all weekend long, baby. And as folks going to Memphis LLC, folks, this has been the Boss Man Show, Boss Radio, We are out. And it's old, All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.